When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? It is a big Monday in the Chicagoland area and around the globe for Bears fans everywhere. A seismic shift in the organization today. Of course, Matt Nagy fired as head coach of the Chicago Bears. Ryan Pace escorted out as head coach or a general manager, excuse me, of the Chicago Bears. And Ted Phillips is no longer going to be involved in the day-to-day football operations something that's kind of going under the radar with a lot of fans there is so much going on with the bears you know what we should go ahead and get started so sammy let's start the show turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast with adam ray the sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, 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 sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast. I am Adam Rank. Pleased to be joining you on a Monday. Uh, a little bittersweet because, as we said at the top of the show, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, both out. And I think that Matt Nagy, you know, it's it's a disappointing end for him. It started off so well, 12-4. and four coach of the year during his first season. And we've seen this a lot in Chicago. You know, we've seen Mike Dicka win coach of the year awards, Dave Wanstead, Dick Jaron, Lovey Smith. And yet all their 10 years have ended pretty unceremoniously. Similar with Matt Nagy, who after that 12 and four year, and I don't want to say that it was a, it was a magical season, but it kind of goes to show you that when you build a team that's, primarily based on defense everything offensively has to be perfect one little thing will derail the whole operation whether it's a double doink going back to Rex Grossman and his baby hands in the Super Bowl that perhaps we needed a little bit of a stronger leadership offensively which was actually Matt Nagy's thing and I'll say this Matt Nagy good guy wonderful person looked like the kind of guy I wouldn't mind having a beer with but unfortunately did not work out as a as a coach of the Chicago Bears. That was expected. Ryan Pace heading into Monday, kind of 50-50. Was he going to be let go? Was he not going to be let go? There were people who th- certainly thought that he should be removed. They had his backers, though. You know, if you look at the ability to bring in Justin Fields, you look at Roquan Smith, some of the late-round picks, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Jalen Johnson, did a lot of nice things as well. But ultimately, this is a results-driven business. Ryan Pace is out as the general manager of the Chicago Bears, and that is when the fun is going to start as we look forward to 2022. What is going to be going on with this team? What happens now? Where do we go from here? And I think that it's important right now to kind of focus in on the GM position. I know we'll get the head coach here in just a moment, but the GM position is actually the most intriguing to me. And one of the biggest stories that come out of George McCaskey's press conference today and of course George McCaskey came out and said hey according to the board uh 
I'm 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 still going to keep my job, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. George is a McCaskey. His family is the board. Okay, he was not going to be removed from his job. And I want to tell Bears fans this. And I've seen a lot of this on the in the in the Twitter space for the Bears fans for the Bears Twitter loves loves. Uh, hold on, I got to retweet this. By the way, I got to make sure people are joining us. Having a good time. I got to repeat this for the Bears fans, though. Is you hear this a lot. Like, we got to get rid of McCaskey. You're not getting rid of McCaskey. You're not getting rid of the family. Just like the Bengals aren't getting rid of the Browns. The Cowboys aren't getting rid of the Joneses. You can have other football people in there helping them make decisions. That is a big thing. But the McCaskey factor. And to me, the McCaskies aren't the hindrance that a lot of you like to pretend that it is. Okay, let's say, you know, if we play a little what what could have happened. Let's imagine that they had hired Chris Ballard to be the GM. And this is going to be actually pertinent to moving forward. And I'll explain why in a moment. If they had hired Chris Ballard, or even let's just say it was Pace. Let's say Pace drafted Patrick Mahomes. Let's say instead of Matt Nagy, he hired Frank Reich. This Bears team would be winning. It would look a lot different. And I know that Frank Reich didn't end very well for the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday, but still, it would be a lot different today if we had Patrick Mahomes and we had Frank Reich running the organization. There's, and it, we wouldn't care what the McCaskies, the, the only time we would be thinking about the McCaskies is when they were showing, showing shots of Virginia in the luxury box, clapping as the Bears won another NFC North and advanced to the NFC title game, possibly the Super Bowl. That's the only time. Look at what the Bengals have been able to do. That's a family. Paul Brown, his son is it. Mike Brown is running the organization. You know what? It's not a hindrance when you have a good quarterback. It's all, it's no, it, it, it all comes down to the general manager and making the right decisions. The only time I think that might be a factor is with the Spanos family and the LA Chargers, only because once Dean Spanos walked onto the field on Sunday night, you knew the Chargers were doomed. And by the way, if I can just say really quickly, uh, that was the most fantastic game I've ever seen in my life. Was I wishing for the tie? I was. Would the tie have been the greatest thing ever? It would have. But a lot of people don't understand, you know, the, the Raiders and Chargers are rivals and I know you do not know this. And if you think that you, if you want to come back and be like, oh, I knew this, I'm not going to believe you. But Al Davis started his NFL career, or AFL career, I should say, as an assistant coach for the Chargers before he became the head coach of the then Oakland Raiders, became the owner eventually. Actually, he was never the owner. He was the managing partner of the owners, whatever it is, whatever fancy title it is. You didn't know that. I'm telling you this right now. So it's only fitting. Like John Madden wouldn't have played for the tie. He would have wanted to eliminate the Chargers, the Holy Roller, all that stuff, longtime rivals, fine. But the thing is, is the Raiders, okay, they, they're going to the playoffs, but it would have been cool to have the tie just because like it just seems so out of the ordinary. But you know what? That's that's for another podcast for another day. I'm going to get a little sidetracked here and there. But my point of this whole thing is the McCaskies are not the hindrance that you think that they are. And it's been evident today. And I know a lot of people are like, we want George McCaskey. George McCaskey's never leaving. This family's never selling. Okay. They might bring on an equity partner or something, 
They're not selling the team. So, so get out of that. Get that out of your mind. Okay. The biggest news today was that Ted Phillips is kind of being removed from the day-to-day operations of the football team, which is important. And why it's important is that this was one of the sticking points years ago when the Bears were interviewing general managers. When it when they were when they, I I see that yeah George is gonna like listen Ted Phillips listen they love Ted Phillips I'm not gonna I'm the, the McCaskies love him okay he's a made man in that organization there Mister Electric I don't disagree with that but you know what he's a figurehead now. He's going to keep his job title. He's going to make some money. He's going to he's going to show up in the masthead when they put out the programs. He's in he's no longer involved, but this was the thing. When they were interviewing Chris Ballard, he wanted to answer to the McCaskey family. Like I want to go straight to George. I want to run this organization in my vision and I want to be able to answer to the family. And they're like, no, 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 you got to go through Ted. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. He goes to Indianapolis. They bring in Ryan Pace, who was a little bit, you know, kind of uh, kind of green at the time. Like he hadn't been a, you know, a little, little younger. He, I mean, he's still 44. He's a young guy. So they decided, you know what, you got to go through Ted, all that stuff. Today, or on Monday, when depending on when you're listening to this, they said this the, the new general manager is in charge of the entire football operation which will mean scouting, which will mean uh, just analytics, everything. What we talked about in the first show, like we need somebody who's going to run everything, not just the draft, everything. And that person's going to answer to George McCaskey. And why this is significant is because on Monday, the Bears sought permission to interview Morocco Brown, who is on Ballard's staff with the Indianapolis Colts. And to me, when you start to like, okay, maybe Ballard is the one who's starting to grease the skids here where he's like, Hey, listen, I would have joined. I would have rather have taken your job. And let's be honest, taking the bear, the bears job is greater than the Colts job. And by the way, the Colts, the Colts are another organization that's run by a family, the Ursay family, heavily involved in that organization. Nobody thinks about it. When you have Peyton Manning for 20 years, when you have, Andrew Luck for eight years. Yeah, you don't mind what the Ursays are doing. And again, as long as you have a good quarterback and your general manager is putting a good team on the field, nobody cares about the, the family is just a it's just a decoration. We'll see him. You'll, you'll, you'll be out there accepting the Hallis Trophy. It'll be amazing. So I think that the Bears are learning from their mistakes. Like this is one of, I, I know everybody's just thinks that there's organizations doom and gloom. Like if you ever listen to Bears Twitter, it's what whatever candidate you're talking about, they're like, oh, well, we hire this guy. It's John Fox redo. Or it's Matt Nagy all over again. Like, there's never, like, nobody's ever going to be happy. But I think that today or Monday was a step in the right direction where the general manager is going to have control of this team, which is exactly what we want. We want him or her to have control of the entire football operation which is what we need. And Morocco Brown coming in, if if you ever noticed, this Colts roster is pretty good. He's in charge of the Colts drafting. Like when you think of all the studs, like think of that offensive line that he's built in Indianapolis. You think of like picking guys like Darius Leonard 
what he's been able to do. They gave up a first round pick for Carson Wentz. They were kind of forced into that because it's very difficult to find a quarterback. Not going to have to worry about that if he joins the Bears with Justin Fields. So to me, this is a pretty, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get very excited about this. And as we start to see more candidates emerge, I think that Brown is the number one guy, the leader in the clubhouse. And McCaskey came out today and he said, ideally, we would like to see the general manager in place before we get the head coach, which makes a lot of sense. And that's the way most organizations work. But the first guy that they're interviewing, and the the reason you say that is because the first guy they're interviewing, Morocco Brown, is probably their guy that they've they've honed in on. Now, understandably, they've reached out to Bill Polian, who, by the way, I love that the Bears are smart enough to say, we need to go out, think outside the box, think outside the organization. Let's uh, let's think of somebody. It. I wish you wouldn't ask the 80-year-old guy who's been retired for you. Like, no disrespect. No disrespect. Like, you know what? Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I always, like, it's nice. Like, I want to have deference and respect the Hall of Famers. But when they, whenever they bring out the guys who are like, I don't know, played years ago, you're like, yeah, it's changed a little bit. Bill Polian, number one, thought that Lamar Jackson should play wide receiver, which is like, I don't know. Number two, he was defending Tony Carrenti on his Sirius XM show with Tom Pelissaro. He was doing the Abe Simpson, old man yells at the cloud, like, no, Tony Carrenti. It's got more dignity and uh, stop, stop. So it's like, I don't know. Like I, I appreciate that you want an outside the box kind of thing, but Polian of course has a tie obviously to the Indianapolis Colts that leads to Ballard that leads to Brown. They removed the one stumbling block that kept Ballard from wanting to take the bears job or kept them from the bears job. So to me, it makes too much sense. And it's like, okay, now we're starting to focus in on, okay, boom, here we go. We're, we're starting to streamline this. It's all starting to make sense. And to me, this is my speculation. I have not talked to Ian. I have not talked to uh, Rappaport. They're the same person. Uh, I was going to say Garofolo. I've not talked to Ian. I've not talked to G's, Mike Garofolo, Polisaro, James Palmer. Those guys are too busy for me to text today. Although Jeezy did text me today and I was going to be like, Hey, what about, but I didn't want to do that. He's very busy. If you watch those guys on the NFL network, their heads are in their phones. Uh, They're working it. They're doing everything they can. So listen, watch Morocco Brown. And if I'm not saying that first name correct, I'm just pronouncing it the way that I should, By the way, it's not like a household. Like I don't, report like he's 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 not fantasy relevant so i don't talk about him on all the time so if there's somebody watching like that's actually no no it's pronounced i apologize let's say brown i think that the fact that he's the first guy they're interviewing leads me to believe this is the person that they want and given his resume what he has done in indianapolis like he's been in charge of their drafts okay that offensive line is all i need to know Like, you built that offensive line? Come here and do that here. 
come to Chicago and do that here. And it's not like all, not all of them were, were, were Quentin Nelson. You know what? He made a second round pick. Who's the right tackle? Um, Berlissimo would know this, but you know what? Like he has done a great job of building that offensive line. He's brought in some nice pieces. He's brought in Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr. I think Paris Campbell's very good. Darius Leonard, uh, Rocky Asin. Great, great organization. If you're going to pull from somewhere, I'd be happy to pull from there. So I think that we're doing okay. If that's if that's where we're honing in on, and I think that's got to be the first stop. And I think this is why McCaskey said we're focusing on the We would like to hire the general manager first. Then it becomes a question of who's the head coach? Who are we focusing in on? And for me, and this is, you know, this gets a little bit more dicey. If you have a guy coming from the Colts organization, which way are we leaning? Because obviously let's, uh, let's go again. Sean Payton is the, like, we would love to have him. It's perhaps the unrealistic chance. It's the kid in high school who sends the internet, you know, who sends the Instagram prom invitation to Kate Upton. Will you go to the prom with me? Type of type of deal. I understand that. I'm not an idiot. And for any every Saints fan who's like, hey, stay away from our coach. Number one, that that's a good sign to me that the Saints fans love their coach so much they don't want him to leave. That's perfect to me. That's fine. That's a that's a great reaction. Like when people are like, oh, I wish we had Darnell Mooney. I'm like, stay away. Get away from Darnell Mooney. Stay away from Justin Fields. You don't get him. Love that. Love that response. That's my first call. Sean Payton, you want to come? Would you like, although phones don't look like this anymore. Phones look like this. Oh, you're like this. Hey, Sean. Yeah, uh, Adam. Uh, want to coach the Bears? No? Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is another, another situation where, okay, like would love it, but I think he's going to want his choice. I don't know what his connection is with Brown. Probably not a good one. I think he's tied into Jeff Ireland. I think. I really do believe that he's already tied into Las Vegas. I think the Las Vegas thing is practically done. I feel like he's going to be the coach of the of the of the Vegas Raiders unless they unless they go out and win the Super Bowl. And he's going to bring Vic Fangio with them. And they're going to bring in Pep Hamilton to be their offensive coordinator although he's he's interviewing with so you think he's interviewing with the Carolina Panthers to be their offensive coordinator. And so I think that that's one who's going to Las Vegas. Both those guys love both those options. What's interesting is when Frank Reich was hired as the coach of the Indianapolis Colts, he got the job because Josh McDaniels dropped out. And so again, we're just connecting the dots. We're just connecting the dots. I don't know that this is my speculation, but they like Josh McDaniels. Now, is this relationship frayed because Brown was with the Colts organization? Josh McDaniels burned them. Is this a, I'll never hire you again? Or could this be a situation where, hey, we wanted you to be the coach before. The timing wasn't right. You went back to New England. That's fine. But now here's a new opportunity in Chicago. Will you come join us in Chicago? So for me, and again, this is all speculation on my part. 
I'm now starting to have to warm myself up to the idea of Josh McDaniels being the head coach. Now, of course, there's reports out there right now that the Bears are talking to Leslie Frazier, the Bills' defensive coordinator, former coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you look at, I don't mind Leslie Frazier as much as a lot of people, but you want to talk about your John Fox situation. That's John Fox all over again. Yeah, this one kind of is. This one, this one makes this one's more John Foxy than Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh was a very successful NFL coach. Not that Fox wasn't, but with something to prove. Fox took two teams to the Super Bowl, got ran out of town because he just didn't, he, he's just not a disciplinarian coach. John Fox is a coach that needs to come into a team. That's already winning, already good. Like he's known as Coach Cupcake. He's not going to push these guys. And that's what he does. Like he just comes in like, ah, he's a, he's a feel-good guy. The Bears need a little bit more discipline. Is this where Leslie Frazier figures in? Could Leslie Frazier be coming in to number one? Maybe number one, like he fulfills uh, the Rooney rule right off the bat. You bring in a former coach. You bring in a former head coach, you bring in a former bear. But this, again, for anybody who's like, we need to stop living in the past. We got to stop trying to recreate 1985. Let's not be serious about Leslie Frazier then. Lovely person. Huge fan. Defensive coordinator, sure. The only way, the only way Leslie Frazier would ever work for me would be if he was the head coach. Brian Dable comes in as the associate head coach, offensive coordinator. You have to give him a promotion in title in order to get him away from Buffalo. And then, you know, then you bring in, uh, then you probably keep Sean Desai. And Jose's talking about Leslie Frazier, Jim Caldwell. Got, yeah. I know. Listen, these aren't ideal situations. I'm trying to make the best of it. Jim Caldwell. I know this is well. This is the this is the troubling part about Bill Polian, is him and Tony Dungy being like, "Hey, bring in Leslie Frazier, bring in Jim Caldwell, bring in my guys." Like, oh my lord! Like that, it wouldn't sink the fran- franchise. I don't know. No, 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 no. Project Leroy. No, let's not get. No, let's not. It's fine to listen. But, like, again, McCaskey's an old guy. He's going to listen to a fellow old guy. They did make progressive hires with Ryan Payne. Well, not progressive, but, like, younger people. It is a younger person's game. I don't mind the wisdom of Bill Polian. Like, I love listening to my grandfather's stories as well. But it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to go do something else. Like, I don't go to my I don't go to my grandfather to help me fix my, my iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Like, what? I'll tell you about the fax machine I installed at your grandmother. Like, okay, that's cool. Um, we need somebody. We need an iPhone person. Um, but in any event, I, again, it's fine to talk to Leslie Frazier and Jim Caldwell, but I think that, I don't know. I'm going to keep an open mind. I don't see Brown coming in here and then going for Jim Caldwell. And not that Jim Caldwell's terrible. I mean, if we want to go back to a level of like, I mean, if we want to get back to 
the Lovey Smith level of like, which I don't know. I kind of, I kind of miss the Lovey Smith era now. Ten and six, missing the playoffs. That's still fine. I would take that. I thought that was kind of a mistake. That fine. The Lovey's problem was getting Cutler murdered by bringing in Mike Martz. Like if you would have hired any other offensive coordinator, Jesus, I swear to you, that that'll never, that'll never be okay to me. Like if you think about this. If they never bring in Mike Martz, and I don't know, you keep Greg Olson, you keep Greg Olson, you keep Cutler healthy, you play an offense that kind of suits all suits them both. That team has a lot more success. And I don't know. I know Greg Olson played in the NFC Championship game that the Bears lost to the Packers, but if they had a better, better system, could have kept. Far could have far could have kept Rogers from winning that thing. I don't know. I'm rambling now. I'm I'm off point. Leslie Freight. I don't. I can't. They can't. They can't. They can't. I know there's a lot of smoke to this, but at some point, whoever like this is why we need to make sure. Although this is the thing too. If they're if they're intent on hiring Morocco Brown and they're like, oh by the way. Your head coach is going to be Leslie Frazier. He might bail. Be like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I got to come in. I got to come in and choose my own coach, which I think might end up being Josh McDaniels if there's not too much heat still. I know that they didn't get along. There's a lot a lot of history there, but at some point, second chances for a couple of people, it seems to make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. That's just me, though. Because the only other options right now, Doug Peterson, eh, he's not going to come here. Bill O'Brien, that's never going to happen. Bill O'Brien, I don't know. I don't think that Bill O'Brien's a bad coach. I just think that he's the worst fantasy manager of all time. I really do. You traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. Brandon Cooks gets first round picks, which by the way, and I know at some point this this uh, this offseason, We'll start talking about Calvin Ridley. I honestly have not even gotten into, and we'll save this for another show. I'm going to leave some of the meat on the bone. I really don't believe that the Bears' situation is as dire as a lot of people like to make it out to be. My friend Dave Kluge was like, this Bears team, like that, it's an awful, it's not an awful roster. They're going to have to replace a lot of people, to, to which I say, good. They're going to keep a lot of good players. They got the quarterback of the future. They got a a good wide receiver. They got two stud running backs. They got two bookend tackles. They got a tight end who they're developing. They've got a shutdown corner. They have another corner, Thomas Graham, who's very good. They got one of the best middle linebackers. Bobby Quinn and Khalil Mack are on the wrong side of 30. But at some point, like, who cares? You got to pay unless you want to cut them. Like, even if you, whatever, like, they're going to make your defense competitive. A coach could walk in here next season and make this team competitive. Look at the Eagles this year. Look at the Eagles. That could be the Bears next season. I think this team's a lot closer than people are giving it credit for, but a lot of it's going to stem or it's going to depend on the, uh, the hiring. The hiring. So... You know what? Let's get out. Do we have some questions? Let's do some questions. Sammy, do we have questions? Is Brian Flores a good? Oh, Bobby Ray. Thank you. Thank you for 
for bringing is Brian Flores a good option for Chicago? Depends on who his offensive coordinator is. He needs to have a good offensive system. Brian Flores reportedly really wanted Deshaun Watson, wasn't a big fan of Tua Tungavailoa. I think anytime that we have a coach come in here, the first question you got to ask them, what is your plan for Justin Fields? How do you plan to use the running attack? How do you see this roster? Can you win with this roster? And you don't have to win at Super Bowl. But I think this roster is way more competitive than people are giving it credit for. So I think Brian Flores, I think he's a good coach. I mean, I would prefer, I mean, honestly, like if if I'm drawing down that situation that I'm just talking about, where let's say Josh McDaniels is the head coach, who is the guy who is on the Patriots staff, the defensive side of the football, who is now out of a job? I'm sure that Brian Flores is going to get his interviews as a head coach. I'm not sure anybody dives in. And we've seen this with other guys. Um, Todd Bowles, Raheem, uh, Raheem Morris. Like a lot of these guys didn't get second chances when I thought that they did. Raheem Morris was an interim coach with the Falcons last year, still didn't get another job. I'm Brian Flores. If Josh McDaniels came over and was the coach for the Chicago Bears, I think there's a good chance that he ends up as a defensive coordinator. Sucks for Sean Desai, but I'm a big fan of uh, Brian Flores. All right, any more, any more questions? Sammy, totally unqualified. Would you like them to look for an offensive or defensive guy? Again, this will go back to my point of, I don't think that we need to worry about it. I think we just need to find the best coach available. And here's my thing. And I said this on the very first show, is that I love Matt Nagy. And I think that Matt Nagy's biggest problem was coming in here and wanting to call plays. I just don't think that you do that. You see these coaches, they're a little inexperienced. I mean, I think I think it, it showed itself on Sunday night with the LA Chargers. Brandon Staley probably could have benefited from like a veteran coach. Look at Sean McVay. And Sean McVay, I think, is kind of an anomaly. Kyle Shanahan, a little bit of an anomaly. Like these guys were born into football. It makes sense that they call plays. But I think a lot of these guys need some more experience. And so I would be more concerned of like, who are going to be your coordinators? And if you're an offensive guy, who's calling your plays? And if you're a defensive guy, who's calling your plays? Excuse me. Oh, I'm choked up. What do you think about Brian Leftwich? Again, I'm a huge fan of what Bruce Arians does. I'm fighting through it. My Uncle Skeet. I, I like Brian uh, Byron Leftwich. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think that there was a huge mistake made when they did not bring in Bruce Arians a couple of years ago. And for me, you know, that goes back to like these coaching misfires, you know, and so I think it was Tressman though. Was hiring Tressman over Bruce Arians to me will never make sense. I'll never get over that. More so than like losing out on. Yeah, I think that if I'm going to rank them, trading Greg Olson, number one, the worst thing you could do, not hiring Bruce Arians, number two. But I like Byron Leftwich. I hope he gets an opportunity to interview for the job. Unless, unless, you know, they've got it, unless they've already got a plan. I hope they do, but I like Leftwich. Anybody else? 
Do you trust George and our new GM to build a good staff and roster? I, I again, I just feel like the GM is going to be the guy who's running the show. I honestly like we should give George a little bit more credit. It was George who had to tell Matt Nagy to play Justin Fields. For as much as we want to knock George McCaskey for, you know, not being a football guy, he was the person who saw that Justin Fields should be playing. And honestly, that's one of the things that always bugged me. Like, another missed opportunity for Matt Nagy. Shouldn't have called the plays. And number two, like, you should have known. Like, if you, if, if the Bears had gone out this season, and let's say that they had moved, they built everything around Justin Fields. He came in, you know what? You're like, hey, Andy, I know we promised that you'd be the guy, but we drafted Justin Fields. Life sucks. You're the backup. Um, I think we could have uh, avoided a lot of the situation because if you're six and 10, if you're, or six and 11, if you're six and 11 and your team is scoring 35 points a game and you're competitive and your quarterback looks like a future superstar like Justin Herbert did last year, and even to some extent, Joe Burrow, that's a lot That's a lot more salvageable. You can actually sell yourself for an extra year as opposed to being 6-11, and 11, shooting yourself in the foot, trying to make Andy Dalton a thing. So I, I trust, like, again, you guys are, you're, you're too hard on George McCaskey. If they have their guy, and Brown could be the guy. If Brown is their guy, he's building this organization. And if he builds it in the image of the Colts, I think it'll be very good. The perfect example of a way the Bears franchise should look. Now, the Colts have gotten very fortunate by having Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. But even in the wake of the Andrew Luck business, they've overcome their deficiencies at quarterback with a pretty good team. And I think Justin Fields is better than Carson Wentz. So I do trust. So I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust George. I'm listen. I'm just happy. Ted Phillips is out of there. That's what we should be focusing on. What about what else? Sammy, we got some more. Do you think that Allen Robinson wants out? I I sure do. I mean, he might want to stay depending on who the new coach is. There's a new general manager. There's a new coach. Perhaps you never say never. I do truly believe that if if somebody comes in and says, listen, Allen Robinson, we want you to be around. Allen Robinson's value is not what it was a couple of years ago. Maybe he pokes around the NFL, notices that people aren't really willing to offer him a huge deal. Unless he wants to do something like Juju Smith-Schuster didn't do and go join the Kansas City Chiefs. There's an opportunity that Allen Robinson could return. But I still think that the best, I think the best thing for his career, if I was him, figuring that, hey, listen, go for a team that has a Super Bowl window wide open right now. And I would look at the Chiefs, be like, Kansas City, how much can you pay me? How much can you pay me to join your squad? So unless something like that happens, New England, obviously. But again, the market might not be there for him. And he might look around and be like, yeah, maybe I should stay in Chicago. That's me. What else? What else we got, Sammy? 
Do you think we will fire laser? And if so, who'd be a good replacement? And who do you think the bears will bring in? Thank you for the question. Benjamin Dolan. I will say this. He's gone. No, I just don't. I listen, whoever comes in, is going to build his staff. And I think that the only coaches who have a chance of staying, uh, we have the special teams coordinator who was the head coach for a week when Matt Nagy was out with COVID. He's obviously a pilot. He'll probably stay. He's, he's stayed for multiple steps and he was in Cleveland or Cincinnati. One of the two for a while. I know Andrew Hawkins played with him and, and everybody loves him. So I think he's pretty safe. I think Sean Desai honestly has a lot of, lot of positives in his corner right now. I think that, you know, that defense playing so well, I think that Robert Quinn getting this single season bear sack record holds a lot of weight. Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson playing very well at the end of the season. I think Sean Desai has an opportunity to stay again, depending on what kind of coach comes in here. If it's Josh McDaniels and he's like, I got Brian Flores. Well, Sean, thanks for staying. Um, We'll see you later. If it's Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio, maybe they'll keep him on. I don't know. But yeah, I think those are the two guys I think have a good opportunity to stay. I think Bill Lazor might have coached his last game with the Chicago Bears. What else do we got? Any chance we get Ryan Day? What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, not rip and show. I don't know. This is probably something derogatory, derogatory that I'm saying. But once I Google it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. Ryan Day, of course, is a head coach with the Ohio State Buckeyes who has a tie to Justin Fields, so that makes a lot of sense. He also has an NFL background, so he's very much uh, one of those guys. Like when Saban came back the first time, he had an NFL background. You know, he was part of Bill Belichick's staff. I think Ryan Day is a possibility. And again, the unless there's a plan that we don't know about, I think that, I think he's definitely a possibility. Gil Brandt put out there the other day that he makes the most sense. Gil Brandt wasn't making a prediction or anything like that, but just said that he made a lot of sense. So I think Ryan Day does have an opportunity here. And I think the only job he would go for in the NFL would be the Chicago Bears. Otherwise, I would expect him to stay at Ohio State. What else, Sammy? Ooh, Art Tavares. Yeah, we see the name right here. Car, I know who you're talking about. Um, again, the only player, the only person that we have uh, brought in to interview for the uh, for the vacant GM job is Morocco Brown at this point. I would expect that the Bears are going to be looking at a lot of candidates. Again, but you know what? This is one of those things that I think McCaskey kind of intimated this, that even though they didn't fire Nagy and Pace during the season, they were they're well aware of what the score was. They were well aware of what they were going to do. And I know that everybody thinks that the McCaskies don't know what they're doing. But I think George was looking ahead. And I think George has his, his eye on a certain number of people. And Morocco Brown was the first person that they've reached out to reportedly. So I think there's a lot of guys who are in play. But I think right now, until we see some of these other interviews lined up, I think it's Morocco Brown. And then we'll probably look. Look out further after that. What about hiring Mile High Boost? What about hiring Fangio as head coach? Doubt he will be looking for a demotion. Well, you know what? I don't think anybody would be looking for a demotion. 
And I think that he would like to be a head coach again with an opportunity with a quarterback. And it's funny. It would be ironic in a way if he was the, if he became the head coach of the Chicago bears, because the Broncos obviously passed on Justin Fields to draft Patrick Sertain the second and let this be a little lesson to everybody, to every Broncos fan who wants to talk about PS2. And they're like, ah, I'm so glad we grabbed PS2. So glad. Like, you know what? Fangio went out there in his press conference and even pointed it out. He goes, look, the whole thing is I don't have a quarterback to compete in this division. He was very, very clear. That was some of the coldest stuff I've seen an NFL head coach say. And he went out there and put his his his, his quarterbacks on blast, saying, like, I don't have the quarterbacks to compete. So it would be nice. It would be nice to see him get an opportunity with a quarterback like Justin Fields. A coach he, quarterback he probably should have had. I'm glad that he didn't because that meant he came to the Chicago Bears. But I'm in. I Listen, bring him in. Bring him in. I don't think he wants a demotion, but I think at the same time, I don't know if he's going to get another head coaching gig. Like he, he coached forever. The NFL's going younger, although it's the Bears. We're bringing in 60-year-old Leslie Frazier, so who knows? All right, what else we got, Sam? Uh, Benjamin Dolan, once again, looking at next year's opponents. What is our floor? What is our ceiling? Again, look, the NFL changes from year to year. There's so much volatility with the NFL. Like, look at the Eagles. Uh, that was a team that I thought could end up winning like five games this year. They were very good. I thought the Colts overachieved. I thought that um, I thought that we were, uh, you know, I thought that we were, um, you know, there's teams that the, the volatility is too big. I think that we look at how many, how many games the Bears won. Six this year. The Bears have done a great job of beating teams that they should beat. And they said this today. George McCaskey said this in his press conference. It was not winning the big games. So for me, I think that they go into next season, they're probably going to be better than the Lions still. They're probably going to be better than the Vikings. They're going to be better than a lot of those teams. I think that 500 is the expectation. And it's impossible now unless you go 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. But eight or nine wins should be the expectation based on the talent. I Again, I think this roster is better than a lot of people give it credit for. But I think there's a good opportunity. And I think if the right coach comes in and they got the right guy who can get the most out of Justin Fields, I think there is an opportunity to have a turnaround similar to what we saw out of the Philadelphia Eagles, who went nine and eight, made the playoffs. Look at the Saints this year with their quarterback situation. Went nine and eight. You get the right guy in here. I think nine wins next year, very achievable. And again, you can look at the opponents. It doesn't matter because injuries happen. Uh, there's going to be roster turnover. So I think that any coach, I be realistic. The next head coach is not going to be brought in to win a Super Bowl in year one. But can you get us to 500? Can you get us to eight wins? I think that's very possible. With, what, with the core of this roster that's going to be left over, I think eight, nine wins is very doable. Let's do one more question. And then uh, we will call this a day. We've been rolling. Do we have another one? All right. Thoughts on Brian Dable. He's done great work with Josh Allen and Fields. 
Fields, it's a good comparison with what? Justin Fields? Yeah. So, uh, T-Fin 21. Let me tell you about Brian Dable. I like this coach. I think that he's a, a very good – I think he's a great option. And I talked about it a little bit earlier where if Leslie Frazier was coming in to be the head coach and Brian Dable was the associate head coach, offensive coordinator, because, again, he has to have an uh, – he has to be promoted to be able to leave Buffalo. But I think of what he's done with Josh Allen and, more importantly, what he did with Devin Singletary at the end of the year. Now, a couple of weeks ago, on Monday night, on Total Access, Monday night postgame show, we talked about the fact that Josh Allen cannot be the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. That is not going to make them successful. And over that time, Devin Singletary went out there and finished very strong at the end of the year. And you think about Brian Dable. He's not a guy who has just been with one staff. He's not a Matt Nagy type who just came up under Andy Reid, right place, right time, head coaching job. Brian Dable has played for a wide variety of coaches, including guys like Nick Saban. And if you go back to the preseason game, Bills against our Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky was schemed up, schemed up to destroy that Bears vanilla defense. And that, to me, I said that that day on the NFL Network. Brian Dable was making his audition for the Bears coaching job next season by showing them how he could coach up Mitch Trubisky, letting them know if they needed a coach who could develop Justin Fields, that he was the guy. So I like Brian Dable a lot. And I know as we start going forward and the tea leaves start to become a little bit more clear, we'll take a deeper dive into each and every one of these candidates. But I do want to thank you guys for hanging out today. And uh, what's up, Jason? Oh, my gosh. Jason, yeah, I know. It's been a long time. We appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you checking in. By the way, make sure that you have liked and subscribed to this page, the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. Find us on Instagram, Twitter. Of course, follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, follow us on iTunes, do all that stuff. Don't miss any show. If you miss one of these live broadcasts, that's fine. We'll be on Apple, on the iTunes, on the Apple cast. I should know the name, and I'm assuming we're on Stitcher and all those other great places, too, that you find podcasts. But Apple Pods, whatever it's called, Apple Music, whatever it is. Listen, find us. Don't ever miss a show. You're not going to want to miss us. And there's listen, there's a lot to talk about with the Chicago Bears moving forward. It's going to be a great offseason. It's going to be a great future. We've got a lot to be encouraged by. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged by Bears Twitter because sometimes it's not a friendly place. Chicago is supposedly a friendly city. Actually, it really is. Bears Twitter, not always. But listen, I will give you the straight dope. I will give you what I know. I'll be working the phone soon. Try to get to the bottom of this situation. But I thank you all for hanging out. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. This is Adam Rank for the Sick Podcast. We'll see you next time.
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.